From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Five days ago, hundreds of people were relaxing in their hotels, attending church services for Easter or enjoying the sunshine. They were from more than 12 different countries, including Australia. They were women, children, fathers and babies. They were also the victims of Sri Lanka's terror attack. Several groups have been accused of coordinating the bombs. One has even put their hand up to take the credit. But who are these terrorist organisations? And who's giving them the money to carry out such a tragic act? Today, we're speaking with Forbes reporter Itai Zahore about the mind-blowing amounts of money being handed to the exact groups who claim to have killed more than 200 people in Sri Lanka this week. That's coming up soon. Earlier this week, suicide bombers coordinated an attack that took the lives of more than 200 people in Sri Lanka. Australian woman Manik and her 10-year-old daughter Alexandria lost their lives. Sri Lankan celebrity chef Shantha Mayadun died alongside her daughter. Five members of the same family died in an attack on a church in Nagombo. All of these lives were lost for someone else's cause. All because IS want to enforce their conservative Islamic traditions. But who are these terror organisations and how are they making enough money to cover a coordinated attack like this? A few years ago, using the combined information from security experts, counter-terror specialists, non-government organisations, academics and think tanks, Forbes put together a list of the world's richest terror organisations. If you think these guys are living in caves with not much more than a gun at their hip, you'd be very wrong. Today, the author of that Forbes report, Itai Zahorai, is going to break down the top terror earners, where that money comes from, and what they're spending it on. In the number one spot is Hezbollah. Translated, that means Party of Allah. They're a Shia Islamist political party and militant group based in Lebanon, which is sandwiched right between Syria and Israel in the Middle East. They came about in the 1980s, after Israel invaded Lebanon, occupying a part of their country. Israel was supporting the South Lebanon Army, a Christian militia. A group of Muslim clerics got together and with support from Iran, they created Hezbollah. Since then, they've grown and now have representatives in Lebanese government with their own radio and TV services and a military which fights alongside those with common causes around the world. Itai, how much money do these guys have? annual revenue is $1.1 billion. Hezbollah is getting his most of his funds from Iran. According to intelligence, $800 million annually. Hezbollah trying, you know, to, like a conservative investor, they uh, diverse their portfolio investment. So they not rely only on Iran. They use other other, uh, sales engagement of money laundering, forgery, weapon trade, smuggling, and of course the, the, the producing and trading of drugs, that is the crime jewelry of uh, Hezbollah business portfolio. Okay, he makes about $300 million a year from that. He has a worldwide network to cooperate with uh, the cartels in South America, and he manufactures and produces the heroin and, and, and cocaine throughout Africa, Europe, Far East, Australia, etc. So that makes Hezbollah the wealthiest uh, terrorist organization. Now, government like Iran actually sending money to Hezbollah with bags. They uploaded it in Tehran airport. Dozens of bags uh, full of cash are landing in uh, Beirut. 
In second place is the Taliban, or the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. These guys are a Sunni Islamic fundamentalist political movement and military organisation. The Taliban emerged in 1994 during the Afghan Civil War. They were mostly students from traditional Islamic schools who fought to take back power from the local warlords. Between 1996 and 2001, they controlled the majority of Afghanistan and enforced very strict Sharia law, which saw many Afghani women subjected to brutal treatment. They were overthrown by the US-led invasion following the September 11 attacks. So, Itai, where's the Taliban making all its money? Now, UN report found that the Taliban actually uh, made Afghanistan the biggest exporter and producer of uh, uh, heroin, and approximately 90% of world heroin comes from Afghanistan, and the Taliban generate about $400 million a year from that uh, production. In third spot is Hamas. These guys are based in Palestine and are also a Sunni Islamist fundamentalist organisation. They started in 1987 as an offshoot of the Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood. Their position was that they want to liberate Palestine from Israeli occupation. Itai, how much cash does Hamas have? Hamas has annual income, according to our estimation, of $700 million. Uh, the same pattern as Hezbollah and the Taliban uses his direct uh, control over the population uh, using a tax uh, network that uh, redirects significant capital flowing into Gaza as aid. He has real estate, businesses, and actually succeeded to generate hundreds of millions of dollars out of the population. So how do these people move their money around? It's not like they can just pop into their online banking and do a transfer, right? So how does a terrorist organisation shift their cash across borders so operatives can carry out attacks like we saw in Sri Lanka this week? So they use legitimate businesses, association, charitable organisations. They use businessmen, shell companies, for example. And it makes very hard, you know, to know if some kind of a bank in Beirut have a bank account. You don't know if the businessman that uh, he owns the account is a person of Hezbollah. That is the essence of fighting terror financially. You know, it has less sex appeal than, you know, the global war in the picture, a global war on, uh, on terrorism. You actually have a picture in your mind, you know, a Navy SEAL behind enemy lines, you know, raiding a safe house in, you know, Kandahar or air drone assassination in, in Iraq. But targeting terrorist organization financially uh, has less sex appeal, but no, in uh, those circumstances, has less uh, uh, less importance. Have we seen any government be successful in shutting down a terrorist organization's finances? Have has it ever been a successful operation to to shut one of these people down? Most of the uh, information is classified, and there are success stories targeting uh, businessmen that found as uh, Hezbollah's man. So there is uh, obviously success in the in that area. So basically, as long as the money keeps flowing, terrorist organisations mm-hmm. will still exist. Yes, still exist and they need money to, you know, to operate. But we have to understand that to conduct a terrorist attack, you don't need billions of dollars. To launch a terrorist attack uh, costs uh, about a couple of thousands of dollars. And if we are taking, for example, the most expensive terrorist attack, uh, you know, the 9-11 attacks, cost uh, Al-Qaeda about half, 
half a million dollars. Do you care to guess how much the 9-11 attack cost to the United States government? I can't even imagine it would be millions yes. and millions and millions of dollars, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Try trillions. Trillions? It costs, Ugh. yeah. According to the United, to New York Times estimation, it cost the United States government $3.3 trillion. Just to comprehend the, the, the sheer amount of $3.3 trillion. The entire Australian economy is $1.4 trillion. So imagine twice as much. Wow. Uh, so, so it's a very small yeah. investment for a big payoff for a terror organization then. Precisely. You know that the toll and physical damage, the direct cost of, uh, unfortunately, the 9-11 attacks cost about $200 billion. For comparison, like let's take uh, Apple, for example, the, the most profitable company in the world last year generate profit of 50 billion dollars so it's four times than apple revenue so the, the, the damage is, is is catastrophic that's all for the quickie today for more episodes head to mamamia.com.au forward slash the quickie need to catch up on the latest episodes of game of thrones before the new one drops well we've got a podcast for that it's called mamma mia reviews and this season we're all about game of thrones just search mamma mia recaps in your podcast app or follow the link in our show notes 